The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the 10th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. And they came to Jericho. And then, as Jesus was leaving Jericho, along with his disciples and a great crowd, Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, a blind beggar, was sitting beside the road. Upon hearing that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to yell and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. But many rebuked him to be silent. But he kept on yelling even more, Son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus, after he stood still, said, Call him. And they called the blind man, saying to him, Be strong, get up, he is calling you. And after throwing off his cloak and jumping up, he came to Jesus. And Jesus said to him, What do you desire that I do for you? The blind man said to Jesus, Rabbi, that I see. And Jesus said to him, Go, your faith has saved you. And immediately the blind man regained his sight and began to follow Jesus on the way. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Forever, O Lord, your word is firmly set in the heavens. Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You may be seated. He began to follow Jesus on the way. I like to travel, and to one degree or another, we all like to travel, or at least we need to travel. There are places we need to go, people we need to see, and so the question isn't so much about whether we travel, but how we travel. Is the trip the journey? Or is the trip the destination? This has been an ongoing debate in Cindy's and my marriage, and thankfully we've reached a detente on the issue. I understand her perspective, and she understands mine, at least I think she does. And that discloses the truth of the matter. The trip is the journey and the destination. 
But for someone like my wife, for whom the journey is all about arriving at the destination, the question I hear numerous times on every trip, and honestly, I'd be very sad if she didn't ask it, and you all know what it is. Are we there yet? It's one question to remember for this morning. For those of us for whom the trip is the journey, like me, it's perhaps an annoying question, but also a very comforting question, because we all want to get where we're going. It's no less true for Jesus than for us. Since Pentecost, Jesus in our gospel readings has been journeying, journeying throughout all of Galilee, journeying into Gentile lands such as the cities of Tyre and Sidon, and even journeying across the Jordan River to the east. But the journey shifts direction shortly before today's gospel reading, just as Jesus makes his third and final passion and resurrection prediction to the disciples. The way to Jerusalem. Mark tells us they were on the way, going up to Jerusalem. He tells us that some who were following were excited. One might imagine them asking the question, Jesus, are we there yet? Of course, the immediate answer is not yet. They're still on the journey. And so Jesus tells the disciples for the third time, look, We are walking up to Jerusalem, and there the Son of Man will be betrayed to the chief priests and scribes, and they will condemn him to death, and they will hand him over to the Gentiles, and they will mock him and spit upon him and scourge him, and they will kill him. And after three days, he will rise. So all that's part of the journey? The mocking, the spitting, the scourging, the killing, the arising? And you're wondering, what's that all about? Who wants to make that kind of journey? Jesus, we don't even want to ask the question, are we there yet? The disciples seem to have been thinking The same thing, especially if James and John are any indication. They approach Jesus, probably while he's praying, and ask him, Teacher, we desire for you to do for us whatever we ask of you. Utterly brazen. Clearly they didn't hear the part about being condemned to death and killed. And Jesus responds to them, What do you desire that I do for you. And they said to him, Grant us to sit, one on your right hand and one on your left, in your glory. And Jesus said to them, You do not know what you are requesting. So much for the way being an experience of entitled authority, as James and John desired. Instead, Jesus says regarding his way, Whoever desires to be great among you will be your servant. Whoever desires to be first among you will be slave of all. 
For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, to give his life as a ransom in the place of many. Jesus is trying to open the eyes of the blind disciples so that they can see the way, so that they can see Jesus, so that they can see the one who offers himself freely, the Son of Man, the humble servant, to free them from their enslavement to their own desires, to the forces of evil, to themselves. See, the way is not about their desires, but about Jesus' desires for them. And that's the second question to remember today. Jesus' question to the disciples. What do you desire that I do for you? Let's continue on our way and we'll find an answer to our question. Stop number one, Jericho. As you all know, every trip needs a pit stop, at least for most of us. And so Jesus and the disciples make a pit stop in Jericho. Yes, that darkly evil Old Testament town that God destroyed when Israel marched around it seven times. And there beside the road sits Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, a blind beggar. And as we heard... Upon hearing that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to yell, Son of David, have mercy on me. And this time it's the crowd that's asking, uh, are we there yet? By telling the blind man to shut up. But Jesus says, no, no, call him. And the crowd does. And Jesus asked blind Bartimaeus just as he asked James and John. What do you desire that I do for you? Now, Bartimaeus' answer is straightforward. Rabbi, that I see. And see what? Well, see physically, of course. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. The disciples can see physically. But they don't understand. They don't know who Jesus is. They don't see Jesus. And the irony of ironies is that it's the blind Bartimaeus who sees Jesus for who he really is. He knows Jesus is the son of David, the one who is bringing to this earth and its creatures who don't know the way of God, the rule and reign of God. Bartimaeus trusts Jesus because he knows that Jesus is filled with the mercy of God and that through that mercy, he will bring in God's loving reign. Brother Bartimaeus has heard the promise through Isaiah and he sees it in Jesus. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened and the ears of the deaf unstopped. For waters break forth in the desert and streams in the wilderness. Here in this son of David, God has come to establish that kingdom of abundance. And Jesus is walking on the highway of the Lord toward that kingdom. 
the way of holiness that brings along those who walk on the way with him. You want to get and stay on that highway of God. Like the disciples, you want to walk on it. But often you're walking down other roads. Because you have your doubts, doubts, don't you? You aren't sure whether this rule and reign of God is a real thing. So you walk down your own road, making your own kingdom. You see, before the encounter with Bartimaeus, at least three alternative kingdoms are presented to Jesus. There was the disciples debating among themselves who had the greatest prestige and honor between them. And there's the rich young man who goes to Jesus but is unwilling to give up his money and his possessions, of which he had many, in order to follow Jesus on the way. And then there's James and John trying to secure positions of authority alongside Jesus. Whose kingdom, which kingdom are you trying to erect for yourself? I have the house I always wanted, the perfect job surrounded by family and friends, leisure to enjoy the hobbies that I want. What a life! How blessed I am. What will happen to to me if my 401k goes belly up? I've striven hard to provide financially for me and for my family. This country's a mess. Seemingly irreconcilable political, racial, and social divisions, conflict with China, the Middle East, Russia, not to mention a border mess and an ongoing pandemic and the threat of future pandemics and catastrophes. Someone needs to take charge, and I'll follow whoever has the authority to do it. What's your kingdom of choice? What's the way you're walking on? Which kingdom do you put your trust in? Jesus says to you, disciples, are you also without understanding? Do you not see the way? Oh, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Have mercy on you. Have mercy on us. But I have good news for you Bartimaeuses. The way of Jesus goes through Jerusalem. Restoration comes through Jerusalem, through humility, through suffering, through darkness, through death. In order to make all things new, the old must be destroyed. And this is what Jesus does on the way. All those kingdoms you're trying to build, they are dying in him. They are fading into darkness, dying in the light of Christ's way. And the good news is that Jesus doesn't only have one pit stop. He has a second one as well. And many more, for that matter, 
Stop number two, De Pere, St. Louis. You see, it's a spur that runs right along Manchester Road, right along 12345 Manchester Road, right here in De Pere. And you're wondering, how do I get on that road? Well, Jesus already invited you onto it. Go, he says. Your faith has saved you. Like Bartimaeus, you are a blind beggar. You are ready to receive all that the Lord does for you. He invites you onto his way where he restores the fortunes of Zion like waters in the wilderness. The Lord is doing great things for you. You are walking on his way headed toward his rule and reign. You can see Jesus. You can see the way. And you have life abundantly in his name. So, people of God, Jesus asks you, what do you desire that I do for you? And like Bartimaeus, we answer, Rabbi, that I see, that I see and can follow you on the way, the way of holiness, the way of everlasting joy and gladness, the way where the desert of this world will blossom into the new life of God's new creation. That is coming, and that's the destination, the final stop, the new heaven and the new earth, because the trip is the journey and the destination. Are we there yet? Not yet. Journey isn't over. We've got to get to the destination. But arriving there means life, for God is the God of the living. Jesus Christ came to restore all things, and he will in his new heaven and new earth. There we who sow with tears will reap with shouts of joy. The journey is the destination, and we're on the way. Bartimaeus is all. We trust the Lord's words through Jeremiah. With weeping they will come, and with pleas for mercy I will lead them back. I will make them walk by brooks of water in a straight path in which they shall not stumble. The trip is the journey and the destination. Do you see Jesus? Then follow him on the way. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.